0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Nangia Anderson podcast series. We are joined today here by Nishchal Arora who heads the national regulatory practice at Nangia Anderson in India and is a veteran on both central and state government fiscal incentive programs. Today we shall discuss the implications of the production linked incentive schemes on the industry in general and the automotive and auto component sector in particular. Welcome to the podcast, Nishal. Thank you,
1: Mayank, and glad to be here today.
0: Nishal, you have supported a number of transnational corporations with their India entry strategy. Do companies really look at incentive schemes such as PLI while deciding on whether to invest in India?
1: That's an interesting question, Mayank, and you're right. While determining the India entry strategy for our clients, we look at a number of factors, which include the commercial prospects of the sector, the supplier presence, human resources, and of course availability of incentives for that particular sector. But the real reason for seeking incentives is simple and stems from the fact that India could have various deficiencies, especially for the manufacturing segment in terms of cost of capital, lack of reliable infrastructure, such as uninterrupted power and water supply with, if we may call an in progress program on ease of doing business. Now to offset such deficiencies, investors always welcome incentives, but it really depends on what specific sector the client is willing to invest.
0: Could you please elaborate on that?
1: Sure. So, for sectors where there is a relatively weaker ecosystem, such as the electronic components and high technology or emerging technology products, uh, such schemes do make India a relatively more attractive destination. Relative to? Relative to India's peers, and manufacturing hubs such as China, Vietnam, Korea, and Thailand, to name a few. Now, the ongoing pandemic and an inward looking trend globally has added to the need to indigenize a number of core essential products, which is what the government has been encouraging under the much acclaimed, self-reliant India initiative.
0: Talking of self-reliance, the government has also introduced a PLI scheme for automotive OEM and automotive component sector. But aren't we already self-reliant in the auto space? We are and we aren't. Okay, how so? You see, the
1: automotive segment is going through a churn. India has a robust ecosystem for the outgoing technology of vehicles and their components. Now, the move to migrate towards electronic vehicles and Hydrogen-fueled cell vehicles is already being witnessed in a number of markets across the world, including our neighbors to the east. Further, the role of high-end electronic components in the automobile space has increased gradually over the years. Now, the indispensability of these components used by both the internal combustion engine and electric vehicles has never uh, been felt more than now. Especially when we are in the midst of an ongoing semiconductor shortage, which also incidentally is proposed to be incentivized through a separate PLI scheme on semiconductor fabrication. So, in short, India continues to be dependent on imports for key electronic components for automobile manufacturing, battery electric vehicles, and the hydrogen fuel uh, CVs. All right, therefore, the need for a PLI scheme. Yes, therefore, the need for incentives.
0: So, Nishal, what does the PLI scheme for auto sector entail and is it available to all kinds of vehicles? The scheme has been
1: divided between two key components the Champion OEM Incentive Scheme and the Component Champion Incentive Scheme. Now, the OEM Incentive Scheme is available only for BEVs and HFCVs. So, only OEMs manufacturing or proposing to manufacture BEVs and HFCVs will be covered under the PLI scheme under the Champion
0: OEM Incentive Scheme okay Uh, so what about component manufacturers
1: so unlike the OEM incentive scheme component manufacturers for even internal combustion engines along with battery electric vehicles and HFCVs would be eligible under the scheme however the list of eligible components which is currently being formulated by the Ministry of Heavy Industries is likely to include only advanced automotive technology components. Now these components are likely to include electronic control units, telematics, tyre pressure monitoring systems, uh, 5G component equipment, electronic instrument clusters to name a few.
0: Got it. So only electric, hydrogen cell-powered vehicles and advanced technology components are covered under the scheme correct is there a catch there is
1: no catch oh, wonderful however i knew it there are some eligibility conditions that have to be met by all the applicants for oems the conditions are that there should be a minimum global group revenue of rupees 10000 crores and a global group investment of rupees 3000 crores additionally investors applying under the oem schemes will have to commit to making a capital investment of at least 2000 crores for non two three wheelers and 1000 crores for two three wheelers over the next five years. Something similar to what the other schemes, the PLI schemes, have already put in place. Now, similarly for the component manufacturers, investors with a minimum uh, global group revenue of INR 500 crores and a global group investment of uh, rupee 150 crores will be eligible uh, to. Participate in the scheme. Additionally, investors applying under the component scheme will have to commit to making a capital investment of a small 250 crores over the next five years.
0: All right, is that all?
1: Both OEMs and component manufacturers will have to ensure a minimum incremental sale turnover of 125 crores and 25 crores, respectively and that's in the year one of the scheme followed by there will be additional thresholds of a
0: minimum 10% in subsequent years. Okay, and what is the base year over which these incremental sales will be computed on? So that continues to be the same FY19-20 like you have it for other schemes. Alright, what if one does not have the revenue from automotive business in the base year? Can such companies apply under the scheme as well?
1: Yes, so they can apply under the scheme However, such investors will have to demonstrate a global net worth of INR 1000 crore as on 31st March 21. Uh, incremental sales in such case will then be of course the total sale in year 1 of the scheme.
0: Uh, okay, what is the
1: year 1 of the scheme? Well, the tenor of the scheme shall be 5 years commencing from FY2223 for the purposes of computing incentives. However, investments which been made from first April 21 shall be counted towards committed investment. Again, similar to how other schemes have progressed so far.
0: Understood. So what are the incentives that are likely to accrue to selected applicants under the scheme?
1: For OEMs, incentives under the scheme shall vary from 13 to 16% depending on the amount of incremental sales achieved by such applicants. Uh, Companies with cumulative incremental sales of rupees ten thousand crores shall additionally receive an incentive of 2 percent over and above this normal rate of incentive that, that i just said uh, for component manufacturers the incentive rate shall range between 8 to 11 percent depending on the amount of incremental sales achieved by the applicant again additional incentive of 2 percent shall be granted in case their incremental cumulative sale is more than uh, 1250 crores now, the company's manufacturing components for bevs and hfcvs shall be eligible for an additional incentive of 5 percent now all applicants uh, here have to ensure a dva a domestic value addition of at least 50 percent to be eligible for incentives and incentives have also been capped at a, a range of around 6500 crores per
0: applicant got it Uh, But how does the PLI scheme tie together the FAME and FAME-2 scheme which have also been launched by the Ministry of Heavy Industries?
1: Oh, That's an interesting one. Now, FAME-2 was launched in April 2019 and this was after a lukewarm response was generated from FAME or the faster adoption of manufacturing of hybrid and electronic vehicles. So, FAME itself is is in two stages, FAME 1 and FAME 2. Now, the main objective of FAME 2 was to provide direct incentives to customers who had purchased electric vehicles or who wanted to purchase electric vehicles. Now, FAME 2 focuses on vehicles used for public transport, e-buses and commercial vehicles. Uh, So, they're looking at creating a robust charging infrastructure to support EV adoption. This was the main objective of FAME 2. Now, PLI on the other hand aims to incentivize large-scale manufacturing to build a support structure for electric vehicles in India. So one key point to consider is that products covered under FAME 2 shall also be considered eligible for incentives under the PLI scheme.
0: Understood. Now. Having looked at incentive schemes in the past, do you think the current set of PLI and FAME two schemes will be a success in India?
1: Well, government intervention has always played an important role to direct investment in sectors, which can lead to an economic growth and overall uh, progress in employment. Given the fact that the manufacturing sector as a percentage of India's GDP has remained stagnated at around 17%, The government has decided under the ages of Atmanirbhar Bharat initiative to focus on this sector and increase the share of manufacturing in India's GDP to 25%. In the past couple of years, the economic growth in general has witnessed a sharp decline. Now, government expenditure to boost growth in the manufacturing sector, therefore, is not a matter of choice, but a necessity. The question then is, is PLI the correct approach to revitalize growth? Now, economic growth is a function of government expenditure, investment, consumption, and net exports. PLI schemes are expected to impact economic growth by either increasing investment or augment exports, reduce imports, or a combination of all three. The fact that outflow of a subsidy shall only take place once the investment and sales target have been met will not directly lead to a fiscal loss for the government. However, this may require a rethink in case the demand for products is not commensurate with the sales target being met and therefore may require another intervention.
0: Alright, we certainly hope that these schemes are good for both the economy and the applicants that are looking to participate in such schemes. Uh, Thank you so much Nischal for taking the time out uh, to discuss the details of the PLI scheme with us today. Thank you, Mayank. I do
1: sincerely hope the listeners were able to get some insights on the much anticipated auto PLI scheme during this discussion of ours. In case you have any queries, please feel free to reach out to us on the contact details provided in the description. Thank you.